0: Son and of the Holy Spirit One God Amen. we got some questions from you, actually three questions. Uh, let's start answering them and then we'll start our spiritual word. The first question: why our prayers to the person of the Holy Spirit much less and every and very rare? Compared to praying to the Father or to the Son, we even have more prayers and praises to the Mother, to the Mother of God, Saint Mary, and the Saints and Angels, more than the Holy Spirit. Here, any prayer, any prayer, uh, that is the default, directed to the Father in the Son, by the Holy Spirit. So when we pray, we speak to God the Father. But how can we stand before God the Father? We cannot stand before God the Father except in His Son. We have no acceptance before God the Father except in His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. No one can come to the Father except through me. So we stand before the Father and the Son. That's why all our prayers, uh, even we add it to the Lord's prayer in Christ Jesus our Lord. Or we we end uh, Thanksgiving prayer by the grace, compassion and love of mankind of your only begotten Son. So all prayers are directed to God the Father and the Son. And who is leading us in the prayer? Who is inspiring us? Who is interceding in prayer for us, as St. Paul said in Romans chapter eight, actually in the Holy Spirit. So when we are praying to the Father, we are praying to the Holy Trinity. So that is the default. In some prayers, we address the Son, like in St. Gregory uh, liturgy, we address the Son. Others we address the Holy Spirit, uh, like O Heavenly King. The spirit of truth but i i don't you to to think when we pray to the father then we are excluding the son and the holy spirit when we pray to the son we are excluding the father and the holy spirit when we pray to the holy spirit are excluding the father and son because the three in one and our prayer in general it is trinitarian prayer that's why sometimes like in holy god holy might holy immortal we say, O oh Holy Trinity, have mercy on us. O oh Holy Trinity, have mercy on us. So when we pray to the Father, we are also praying to the Son and the Holy Spirit. When we pray to the Son, we are praying to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, uh, to, uh, to the Father. And we pray to the Holy Spirit, we are to the Father and the Son. It's a Trinitarian prayer in general. But the default to the Father and the Son by the Holy Spirit. Uh, and what you are saying about uh, and we are praying um, to Saint Mary and the saints actually when we address the saints there are two ways to address them either to uh, ask God we speak to God and say accept our prayers through the intercession of Saint Mary or Archangel Michael etc or we say to St. Mary or Archangel Michael or St. Mark intercede on our behalf or pray on our behalf but when we address God the Father or the Son or the Holy Spirit is totally different than when we address the saints, it is not the same we are addressing the saints to intercede on our behalf to support our prayer, but when Actually, we cannot say, for example, to Saint Mary, forgive us our sins. We say it to God the Father, but to say through the intercession or the prayer and the help and the support of Saint Mary, oh God, forgive us our sins. So many, most of the prayer pretending our eternal salvation is addressed to God, not to the saints. But when we address the saints, we address them to support our prayer toward God. Either we say, God, please do this for me for the sake of Saint Mary, or I ask Saint Mary, please intercede on my behalf before Christ or before God the Father. So it is not the same. Uh, I don't say that the way we address Saint Mary is exactly the same we address uh, God. Definitely not. Second question see if
1: no In the introduction to the creed, what was the necessity of the middle part? Glory be to you, our master. The need for the first part is understood to emphasize the dogma of the Theotokos and the last part to emphasize the Holy Trinity. But the middle part feels like a prayer, not a creed. And if it is a creed, we certainly don't talk too often in the church of the dogma of Christ, the pride of the apostles, for example. The prayer the introduction to the creed is is uh, is actually a prayer that was inserted there. The creed itself is independent of this this introduction. We have it in our Agveya and basically after we, we, we yes, we talk about the Otokos and we say she gave birth to the Lord Jesus Christ, he came and saved our race. For coming to save our race, then we follow that up with Glory be to you our Master, our King, Cried the Prophet. We're we're glorifying Him for the work He's done for our salvation. And so it's natural for us, after having said, He came and saved our race, to actually ascribe glory to Him, to praise Him, to glorify Him, to worship Him, and that's what we do. And then we, we, we proclaim the Holy Trinity. But it really is an independent prayer that was inserted there. And now we have it as the introduction to the Creed. When you look at the other churches, they don't have this there before the Creed. And so it shows us, the Creed is there since the fourth century. But this prayer is a Coptic prayer that was placed there, and it is a prayer that we yeah. uh, use to kind of introduce the creed for ourselves.
0: On the Arabic translation of our Lord's Prayer, the difference between and. What exactly is the Lord teaching us in this verse? To depend on Him for our daily bread? Are we asking Him to give us this day? Are we asking him to give us today the taste of what we will have in the age to come? Or other meaning? The later Zena Kafafna is what we grew up with and we find in Older Agbe. I try to search for the actual interpretations on the web and in the interpretation by Father Thadros Yaoub quoting the early church fathers. It seems that the later, with its literal meaning for our basic material needs and no more, is the more dominant translation and interpretation. Only at the very end does Father Federer's quote St. Jerome referencing a Hebrew translation as being the former while all meanings are clearly correct and fit our Orthodox spirit of prayer, what specifically did our Lord teach us in this particular verse? Or what is the most accurate translation and meaning, or why did our Coptic Church adopt this particular translation in recent time? I'm going to There's two translation. One that's used in English, our daily bread, the bread of another one, آه, آه, uh, the bread of in the in Matthew chapter six and Luke chapter eleven. All of uh, لكن في English يقولون انهم في الاخرين يقولون انهم 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 لكن انهم يقولون انهم رستي. فالناس اللي كان حفظوا النبله دي تي بيقولوا لها بالايت راستي مش فترجموها ترجمة دقيقه بتاعتها خبزا اللذيذ للغند خبزنا اللذيذ للغند اللي ترجم للعربي ترجمها خبزنا الكفاف ترجمة العربي خبزنا الكفاف تعالوا نشوف لو ان لوكسوت ديفن فيرس 3 بالإنجليزي give us day by day our day by day. إثنين. إثنين means uh, إلآتي the coming إثنين. إميني. إميني يوم يسمع المتنيح أمبر. لما كان يصلي كان بيأخذ الترجمة بتاعت إنجيله، فكان يقول خبزنا الآتي أعطينا اليوم، أو يقول خبزنا الذي للظهر الآتي أعطينا اليوم. لكن العربي برضو خبزنا كفاز عن أعطينا كل يوم. الحقيقة حتى محتاج يعني لو أنت عايز تعرف النص تروح للجريك، لأن الإنجيل لؤة كتب ليناني. انجيل مته كتب باليوناني فلما بصيت في انجيل مته وانجيل لوقا الكلمة اليونانية ما اتغيرتش والكلمه اليونانيه كانت تمشي مع مع المع الانجليزي اكتر اللي هي خبزنا اليومي اور دي لبريت. ويمكن اقدر اقول ان اكتر ترجمة يعني ضقيقة في الترجمات هي خبزنا اليومي لانها تحمل كل المعاني. احنا خبزنا اليومي تحمل الطعام الذي بالحياة الابدية the meaning that the bread زي كان so, اليوم, معناها, our daily bread, إني, the, the bread that endures for everlasting life. And if he is speaking about Eucharist, or about the Word of God, so we ask God to give us this food that will endure to uh, everlasting life. Even if we are asking about uh, food and, and, and drink, that we eat and drink. As I said in my Arabic sermon today, even the, يعني, this prayer should be for the glory of God. As I explained, when we pray uh, for food, so we can take care of our bodies, so we can serve the Lord with our bodies. As St. Paul said in First Corinthians, chapter 10, 1, whatever you do, eating or drinking or anything else, do it for the glory of God. So when we say in Arabic, "Khobzana kafafna," bardu, حتى نحنا بنتكلم على الأكل والشرب العادي, that's for the glory of God. Then if we're talking about food and drink, just as a goal in itself, then we're not following the commandment of the Lord: "Don't labor for the food that perishes." بس إحنا لما بنطلب ده حتى لو بطلب من أجله والشرب العادي بطلب من أجله علشان الحياه الابديه علشان أمجد ربنا. إذا يصير خبزنا لذي للغد الغد طبعاً مش معناه بكرة الغد معناه الظهر الآتي. So interacity or في اسنيو يوم means ever lasting life. So give me today the food the bread the word of God, if to that endures lasting life or we say daily bread uh, it includes all these meanings uh, together because it's a daily bread I cannot live one day without it without prayer, without the word of God without ifchristia uh, without uh, even eating and drinking we need it for eternal life uh, to glorify God so we can serve the Lord and this actually will be in due to the for